0: Zongpo. hi and welcome to the first episode of Dragon Tales. I am Nam Zong. So excited to share this episode with you because someone I really like and admire is on the show. She <laughs> has really made travel popular and made a name for herself in the travel business. Welcome to the show, Srinjanko. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That
1: was a really wonderful introduction. I felt so flattered. <laughs> really. Thank you so much for having me on board. It's your first episode, so it's such an honor to be a part of
0: this dragon tale. So, go. Your story is worth telling. It's, uh, it's a dragon tale for sure. Because I think before you, and it's so odd for me to call you by your full name. I'm just going to call you Denka or Denka's okay, getaway. all <laughs> call really comfortable with that. People are like, hey, what's your good name? I'm like "Denka's Getaway. So I'm so used to that name. <laughs> so my name is
1: Denka's Getaway
0: now, officially. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Danko's Getaway. Prior to Denka's presence on social media, mm-hmm. people weren't um, taking travel um, seriously, right. as in seriously in the mm-hmm. sense of uh, making a career of it, and right, you've right. managed to do that. Right. Oh uh, Well... Because there was no one
1: to do it, so I wanted to be the first one to do it, break the myth, I don't know, like for Bhutanese people especially, they just think traveling is uh, boarding a plane, flying somewhere abroad, but then my concept was to actually inspire or motivate the local Bhutanese themselves to travel within Bhutan first, like get to know our own country, be the brand ambassador of our own country, and yeah, that's how I started. And after rigorously traveling for the past two years now, I have made traveling my career so I'm basically traveling full-time and then my job is uh, I sustain through traveling so yeah it's a magical world
0: how did the transition happen for you because when you started mm-hmm. like you were saying it was you really wanted to promote traveling within right. the country you right. felt like you were like a brand ambassador mm-hmm. of sorts mm-hmm. but how did it become business for you uh
1: because I was really really traveling and uh you know, like, in Bhutan, we always feel like working for government is the only uh, option in life, but then I just wanted to break that meat saying, like, we can work on our own, you know, like, just do what you love, and then eventually you just land up, uh, earning or for me when I travel I give my heart and soul in traveling when I do travel writing I write everything through my experiences Mm -hmm. so then in that way it's very easy for people to recognize your passion and from your passion then there flows the revenue and income people think Mm -hmm. that oh she's doing a good job that we want to work with her So Mm -hmm. so then that's how you basically make your living.
0: When you made this into a career, right. what, what were the reactions <clears throat> from people who know you? Did they, were, there, um, uh, were there doubters and they said, oh, Denka, are you sure that this yeah. is what you want to do? Uh, well, it was very
1: challenging for me because blogging is something very new in Bhutan. I mean, it's not new abroad, but then for Bhutanese to think uh, blogger, like sustaining through blogging was very hard to digest and even my parents they really had hard time to accept me as a blogger and my dad was really worried he would really like question me and ask me again he just wanted to make sure that I was doing good and that I was sustaining he, he always asked me like are you like comfortable doing this right mm-hmm. and even people initially they were not they were very skeptical that way they were like oh uh-uh, no it's not going to work you won't be earning through blogging but uh, I feel like I really worked my heart out my ass off <laughs> and then here I am yeah. I'm living on uh, blogging through blogging so yeah it was very challenging initially mm. but mm-hmm. now people have really uh, shown their immense support I get so many supports there are people who really inspires me mm. in fact I get so many supporters and they really walk up to me and tell me like hey you're doing a good job mm. and that sort of uh, motivates me more Mm-hmm. to go out and just like do what I'm doing already mm-hmm. so it's really fun Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun and it's it inspires me more to see many getaways coming mm-hmm. along the, the way,
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> but who inspired you were there other bloggers that inspired you to do something like this or did it just happen by accident
1: uh not really I don't have any favorite bloggers as such but then initially before me there was a travel blogger a Bhutanese travel blogger he's a friend of mine but then he wasn't that serious into travel blogging he started he was an armchair travel blogger so then I was just sharing the idea that maybe I should start traveling and writing then he was oh go for it then I became very serious with it then I gave my 101 percent I sacrificed so many job offers just Mm. for this Mm. so then I never looked back and that's how it kept how I kept rolling
0: Mm -hmm. is there ever while you do what you do a moment that you feel maybe I should have done something else as well no no I have
1: never regretted or I've never given second thought like oh I should have done that like Mm -hmm. in fact I feel really bad for not starting this blogging journey before but I'm really glad that I started early Mm -hmm. because then I sort of get the spotlight
0: first blogger so it's so the cool. pioneer I the, the pioneer travel blogger right but when you were growing up what is it that you wanted to do I don't know because my father is a teacher I think it,
1: that was the only profession I saw so then I was like maybe I want to be a teacher later is that doctor it's very common in Bhutan so mm-hmm. I was like oh, maybe I'll be a doctor but I was really bad in science so I wasn't really sure of what I wanted to be but then I, later I really wanted to be a lecturer so I got an offer to be a lecturer in one of my favorite college, but then I detested the job mm-hmm. just for Duncan's Again, because by then I was already into blogging, so then I sacrificed a lot for take this getaway, and I feel it's very fruitful now so mm. now I'm like wow I made a good decision it's not easy right it's not easy at all it's not people think it's very glamorous if they see like if they check my insta posts they'll be like oh my god you're like you're like really enjoying your life you're always traveling kind they find it very fancy but it's like behind the scenes you have no idea I sometime I land up working like 16 hours a day I have to edit my own videos I have to write there's lots of work to do so mm. it's not easy but if you give the heart, everything is possible.
0: Mm. Do you see yourself setting up a Denker's Getaway office where you have, like, you know, your manager, your editor, your uh, somebody who is filming? Yes, <laughs> yes! Yeah, I really
1: want to have Denker's Getaway. In fact, I got the first franchise socks of mine Dingers get away on on the socks. I was like, oh man, I love it. And then <laughs> I want to have so a franchise, and of course I want to have manager. Actually, my sister was my manager, mm. but then due to some circumstances, she's gone for studies, so I don't have manager for now. Mm. But like for now, I'm really not uh, in a place to afford a manager where I can pay a good good mm. salary. So I don't have manager for now. These days, I'm sort of. Uh, giving opportunity for young youths to write content because mm. mm. I get so many assignments and then I'm basically giving them a Small token of income <laughs> So you know, Yeah, that's how I'm rolling right now, but yes, I really want to have off.
0: the right direction right. to head in so. you, you won't be able to manage on your own, right? It's, it's stressful. Yeah. It's mm.
1: really stressful. Like one time like I really got burnt out like I'm always traveling if I'm not traveling I'm just sitting and writing so people think, they, they really, like, walk and ask me, like, are you a machine, like, human machine, do you mm-hmm. get tired? I mean, I'm a human, I get tired as well. It's just that I don't tell people, like, hey, I'm tired. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's the path I chose. So mm-hmm. I don't be complaining over the choice that I made mm-hmm. or I make, so mm-hmm. I never complain of how tired I am because I... At the end of the day, it's everything is worth it. So I really. What's don't like, oh, what's,
0: what's your self-care then? Then how do you heal? How do you recover?
1: Um, just be in the bed, pamper myself. Just get like hot coffee in the bed, and mm-hmm. yeah, I feel that's the luxury. Right? Just having coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. just taking your time, and then uh, by eleven a.m. when I'm awake, I feel like oh my, God, my friends must be in office working <laughs> I am at home. And I feel that's the luxury, and mm-hmm. like, working on your own is such a luxury. Mm-hmm. You're not. Obliged to anyone, you're not conditioned, you don't have to work in conditioned mm. environment, you're just on your own and you're mm. doing what you love the most, mm. so that's the beauty of working on your own and mm. being on your own.
0: Something I've always wanted to ask you is because, I mean, a lot of us, not just women, but Asians right. in general, we find it very difficult to ask for a price for our work, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it, how do you negotiate your worth? What do you do? How did you reach it? Mm-hmm. I know this was the greatest challenge like ever. Uh, now
1: when people come to me, the first thing they ask is like, oh, so how much will you charge me? And because blogging is very new in Bhutan, because I'm the first blogger, so I really don't have anyone to seek advice from. So if I Google it, all the amount comes in dollars, which <laughs> Bhutan is really, I mean, I don't know, there are people who can really afford, but then it's not to our standards or our market, so then it was really hard for me to come up with a package, but now... I have known my own value, so I feel like, okay, if they really, really need me, then here's he's the deal. So it was a struggle, but now mm. I have my own price package, and now I'm like, if you want to, like, especially travel agents, they call me up and they just ask me to come for coffee, and I, then I tell them, okay, pay me a sitting fee, I can come for a coffee. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one who landed basically sharing what I know through my travel experiences, so that's, I feel like that's my value, so I'm like, okay. If you pay me I'll come otherwise I won't <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you do you really say that? I feel like I feel like it. It, I feel I even it. when you have a manager
1: <laughs> because I don't have choice. Because mm. I tell people this is how I'm living. Like mm. I make the living out of this. Mm. So like, if you're not going to pay me, like why should I spend my time with you? Like, right. sharing about the things sharing I'm your content. It's it's the knowledge. Like, mm. I'm sharing the knowledge, the wisdom, I don't know, whatever to my mm. experience. Mm. So, it took me ages to like, come up with this. I'm not letting you
0: talk. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Tankar. And I, and I really do believe that more of us should be able to negotiate our yeah. work the way you do so that people really value. Then the value for your work appears as well.
1: Exactly. So like, that, that's why, the, and that's how I think people will also appreciate of your uh, being you as a blogger. They will have regard for you, they will have value for you.
0: So I think money and everything really talks like, mm. later on in your life. If you Mm. could recommend one place, like I was saying, oh, we are one of the top destinations Mm. in tourism Mm. in the world. Mm. So through your experiences, extensive travel that you do in the country, Mm. is there one experience or place that you would recommend to somebody visiting Bhutan?
1: Oh, well, Bhutan, like, on social media, if you check out uh, places to visit in Bhutan, like uh, the Tiger's Nest, Punaka, Zong, Phukjaka, they're very common. I mean, in fact, these places are really stunning, like, really amazing. But then there are so many destinations beyond these places. You can, my favorite uh, trekking trail is uh, to, it's It's in the northwest of Bhutan, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. It's in Ha, it's really beautiful trek. You literally get to spend time and sleep with the nomads there, the yak nomads it's so beautiful i that's my favorite track because of so many beautiful anecdotes and if you're going to pubjika for me traveling to me means always going beyond like so if i'm heading towards pubjika i won't stop there i would love to go beyond pubjika so i hitchhiked beyond pubjika and there's this place called gogona it's so beautiful it's like i found it more beautiful and stunning than pubjika there's like small hamlets they're like farmers uh, plains, oh my god, it's so beautiful there, so then if you're coming to Bhutan, just go to offbeaten trails, just don't go to places that that are already on itinerary, just like tell your uh, to operate it, to find you a really sacred or offbeaten places. is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I do believe that this content is available on Denka's website, right, yes, Denka's Getaway, as well as on Instagram. <laughs> That's where you fell in love with that yak herder, the cowboy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, every time, like,
1: I'm obsessed with mountains, so every time I go travel, I end up falling in love with uh, the men. <laughs> <laughs> Not really men, but the, really, I just, like, love how... I don't know i i I have like tendency to fall in love with the uneducated men like mm. and then have all the skills to actually like earn their living by not going to school mm. b- and just like being there just being mm. so disrespectful and by like, I don't know these men just love to pamper, so then <laughs> I think that sort of attracts me to them but really it's it's a beautiful journey. <laughs>
0: You are a solo traveller, right? And whenever we talk about, we don't share it. I mean, it's not even something that Mm. comes to your mind in the case of a man. But when it's a woman and a very young woman travelling by yourself, I'm sure there are some security issues. Mm. Has there ever been a time when you felt like your personal safety was compromised or have you not experienced any of these issues?
1: Uh, well, when it comes to Bhutan, like, the good news is, like, uh, statistically, we have more international women travelers coming in Bhutan. So that signifies Bhutan is one of the safest place for women to travel in Southeast Asian countries. So then me being a Bhutanese myself, like, I feel very safe to travel. However, compared to physical challenges and mental challenges, I face more of mental challenges, which, which is within myself. But I did face one challenge uh, while traveling. One time I was traveling at midnight and I had to hitchhike, get a bolero, then there was this drunk man and he was like really teasing me and stuff. Mm. So, of course I was a little scared, but then again I didn't have choice but to be strong and bold. So I acted it out. Mm. Yeah, I just like made myself so bold, just pretended to be bold and it worked actually. Mm. So yeah, that was one challenge. It it, it still gives me chill. Mm. It was really terrible, but... I overcame, and I'm stronger than ever before, so it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, yeah, next it's time, cool.
0: we want guys like that to mm. the police for harassment.
1: But no, now I have pepper spray, so I shared this incident to my guy friends, and they were really sweet. They literally got me a pepper spray. Ah, like, yeah. So then I always have pepper spray with me, and yeah. Mm -hmm. It's safe, it's safe. And you probably need to take
0: some boxing classes for self-defense.
1: I know, that's why I want to take this uh, training, Mm because you basically get to learn all the life skills. So, yeah, I'm going for that.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no solo solo travel, hitchhiking until then, please.
1: please. I know. But then really, Bhutan is really safe. Like, in fact, people are very, like, outreaching. They literally, like, because they don't know what traveling is. They don't, I mean, they. it's very uncommon for them to find a woman with a green backpack and walking all alone. Mm-hmm. So then these people literally walks up to me and literally asks me, like, are you lost or are you a tourist or what are you doing here? So then... Bhutanese people are very kind, very generous. So even like for Bhutan, me being a Bhutanese, it's very like I can travel within Bhutan without money. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between traveling abroad and traveling within Bhutan. Mm -hmm. It's it's less costly and more memories, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I know that you started out thinking that you're going to be traveling within Bhutan, but most recently you were in Nagaland,
1: right? That was super exciting, but it was so funny. (laughs) I wore my national dress. I was walking around the stalls and there were were like 16 official tribes there, like legend tribes. So then people went, hey, I became one of the tribe. They, they, I don't know, of course, I'm so proud to be Bhutanese, and that's why I always wear my kira. Mm-hmm. So then people come to me and they're like, Can I, can I take a picture with you? Because you have a different dress. And there was this guy, he walks up to me, he took a picture with me, and later he was like, Oh, which tribe do you belong <laughs> I was like, Excuse me, do you know Bhutan? And I was like, hmm? I'm from Bhutan. <laughs> so it was really funny. But then, like, it's like, I always feel proud to be Vietnamese mm-hmm. and whenever i present, it's like, wow, so cool. Mm-hmm. And last time when I went to Nagaland, I participated in Peace reading, mm-hmm. and I was only foreigner there. And then they actually acknowledged, like, me participating there. They were like, wow, so we have a participant from Bhutan. So the mm-hmm. moment I hear Bhutan, it's like, wow, it always gives me chill. Like So that they were like really acknowledging mm-hmm. for being a part of their festival. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's really nice. It's all about connecting people, connecting lives beyond boundaries mm. and telling story of
0: people, which is mm. really beautiful. I hear a lot of pride um, you take when you say you're Bhutanese and you're yeah. from Bhutan. So what is this idea of Bhutan that makes you so proud um, to be a Bhutanese mm-hmm. or call yourself a Bhutanese?
1: It sounds very cliché, like yes. uh, in the world we are known as the happiest country in the world, but I'm not really sure of how happy all the Bhutanese are, mm-hmm. but then I'm very proud to be Bhutanese because of the way we carry out ourselves, like, we love what we do, we have huge respect for our culture and tradition and we're always striving to preserve what is already here we always get back to our roots like, we don't, like, personally, I, like, I don't really try to imitate the western cultures, like, sometimes it's uh, inevitable, but then most of the time I try to uh, do what my parents have been doing of course, it's it, it the culture should evolve, but then again, like as far as possible. I always try to like stay very ancient. Mm-hmm. I don't know, having sales but you stay very ancient. And yeah, proud of Bhutan because of our monarchs and how they are really working towards betterment of youth, of our country and it's very special. Like, Bhutan is the smallest country. Like in between two giant countries and still we're able to proudly, like, present ourselves as Buddhists. And I think that's the greatest pride that I have. So then, mm. it's like, every time people in, let me talk about myself, i like, the first day before my name comes, I'm from
0: Bhutan. So, yeah, mm. that's really special. And you were among the 30,000 people that made it inside oh, the stadium yeah. for the National Day celebration. That was, like,
1: super exciting. I, my plan initially was to wake up at 12, but then my friends were like, no, let's wake up at 2-ish. But then I landed on waking up at 1 a.m., And Mm. I looked at Facebook and I came across a post saying the first family to arrive at the stadium was at 11.18 on the eve of National Day. So Mm. I was like blown away, like how Buddhist people are actually dying to be a part of national events. Because then it's only a chance where you get to see our royal family, get to listen to His Majesty's speech, and Mm. basically like um, enjoy or rejoice the... um, moment by paying a tribute to the great monarch. So it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, event. And then by 4 a.m. in the morning, Mm -hmm. it was the first time in the history of Chan Limitang Stadium Mm -hmm. that the stadium was full length. I think if I'm not mistaken there could be like more than twenty five thousand people mm. in that stadium mm. and just in a few hours it was full and it's like wow, mind blowing. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the first time that Britney's washed the sunrise. With- <laughs> I know, it was
1: like together, sunrise together. I was like rather feeling more romantic, like, oh wow. <laughs>
0: Several special announcements were made on the national day, but one I would like you to react to is the announcement of the national service program or Yelsong.
1: yeah I got so excited when I came to know about national service. I think it's really time where youths uh, get opportunities so it's the youth who are the youths who've enrolled for national services from uh the ones who were born after 2003. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity for them to really uh, delve into discovering themselves, uh, building their own capacities or competencies through exploring their own uh, talents. And then I think it's it's really good uh, opportunity for youths to really know the essence of what to be doing for the good of our country and to serve our country better. I wish I'm like 18 years old right now. I wish I was born in 2003. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm overqualified for that. So I think it's a wonderful privilege for the young kids to actually enroll. And I think the parents should be really excited about mm. this news. Like mm. I'm not married if I have a baby. So then my children will definitely go to NS. So then I'm really excited for mm. that already. So yeah.
0: So, because of the um, National Service Program as well, it's inspired you to uh, get undergo... Get married, p-
1: yeah, get married. And become a
0: <laughs> You took, of course. Oh, I didn't realize that was a priority.
1: Yeah, when it first came about as I was like, oh man, I need to get married. I want my children to serve my country better. So, that was like just a second thought. But then again, yeah, I'm not taking that seriously. <laughs> yeah, this is my priority now because I really want to... Um, I mean, not like, I don't volunteer at all, mm-hmm. I don't volunteer, but I really want to learn what is really inside that, the sub-circle, mm-hmm. so uh, basically it's all about building a good community vitality, mm-hmm. so I really want to enroll myself in this, and I'm really looking forward for it.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what did you study in college?
1: I studied political science and sociology, <laughs> and then I landed up doing my master's in tourism management, mm-hmm. and here I am, being a blogger, so... Yeah, in life you you never know. I mean, it's like everything just evolves, and it's like you just need to roll, just go with the flow, and that's very powerful and magical.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's a great note to end our podcast on yeah. for today. Denker. Thank you so much for your time and for not charging me a fitting fee. I shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, thank you so much for getting me on board. It's so exciting, and because Namizam is she's like a Wonder Woman of Bhutan, to be a part of Wonder Woman's journey is. Super wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on board.
0: Thank you for the compliment, Zengar. The feeling is mutual. So you can find Denka's Getaway on YouTube, uh, Facebook, as well as Instagram by the same name. So do check out her content. If you haven't been to Bhutan before, or if you're a Bhutanese who would like to see what Bhutan looks like now, I, I guarantee that Denka's Getaway will not disappoint. I'm a huge fan of Denka's work myself, and this is why I have no qualms about promoting her. So if you want to know Bhutan, you would want to see it through Denka's eyes, because I tell you she's better than Momitana. Oh, that's battery. <laughs> it's true, it's true.